Hello and welcome to Adventures in Slightly Above Average Parenting. I'm Max's mom, the artist formerly known as Candice, your guide into B-minus parenting and the funny and wonderful lessons we learn along the way. I really hope the week off was really good to everyone. Um, I'm sorry I was unable to record last week. It was just a lot of chaos. I told you all that I'm a community mom and I'm I'm fiercely loyal, supportive friend, and life was just happening. So I had to just take a pause and take that one week off and I'm so eager to get back to you and I'm so excited to tell you about all of the crazy that's been going on. This week, our story is going to deal with the theme of where we are. It is Halloween time, and I have to tell you, it is my favorite time of year. Everybody else really loves the Christmas holiday season, but I truly, truly love Halloween, and I'll get into that. Um, And our bonding with a book segment, we're going to talk about a book that just was released this week, and I ordered my copy, and it brought me to tears, and it highlighted an issue that I wanted to address. And I think that if we address a lot of these things earlier, they don't become issues later. So we'll be dealing with an awesome, beautifully illustrated book that talks about colorism. Um, And finally, in our Parenting Toolbox segment, I'm going to give you an online resource. And spoiler alert, it is free 99 that teaches all math and science And all you have to do is set up an account and your kid can work at their own pace. Um, So I'm looking forward to giving you all of those good gems and juicy details. So let's just jump right into it. This week, we're going to call our adventure Dress for Success. As you know, I am Max's mom, and Max is seven and a very precocious and happy and busy little boy, but I also said that I was a bonus mom, and for the first five years of my relationship with Max's dad, I was helping co-parent Max's older sister. We called her the princess, Um, so that meant 50% of our time we had uh, four year old little girl um, until they moved out of state in our home and all the things that are girl. And I have to say, while Max is all things stereotypical boy, the princess was all things stereotypical girl. And I had to kind of walk into and live in that uh, space. And one thing that seems to really be the same with both of them is cosplay or costume play dress up fun and Halloween is just the best time um taking everyone's religious or spiritual beliefs out of it you know I know some people feel like it's a devil's day or whatever the case may be but for me it has always been such a joyous time to watch kids be kids and dress up and have fun and pretend play and it is just so magical for me. So this week's story, we're going to kind of interlope between the princess and Max and their costume play outside of Halloween. Now, when the princess was about six years old, um, right about where Max is now, 
she was truly into princesses and when that's how she got the nickname the princess and when i say she was truly into princesses one half of her wardrobe at our house was just princess gowns we had cinderella's gown we had tiana's limited edition gown we had Belle's limited edition gown and when i say limited edition gown i mean we went in a disney store she batted her eyelashes at her dad and these very expensive gowns that could be worn as flower girl dresses in weddings went home with us. Um, she had all of the regular gowns because we just kept dress up stuff at the house and my wigs and wands and shoes. So the sky was the limit. Fast forward to now Maximus. Max has always had costumes in the house because we had them with the princess. He has Spider-Man. He is really into Harry Potter, so he has a full Harry Potter costume with the fire bolt. All you Potter heads, don't come for me. I think it's a pot, uh, a fire bolt um, broom, um, multiple wands, the glasses, and he will actually have me draw the lightning bolt on his head. There are astronaut costumes. There are T'Challa costumes. There is everything you can think of, and plus he plays in his dad stuff. So needless to say, our children have always had a healthy sense of imaginary play. But this has never come into question around Halloween, the week of, or the, a few days before. You see a kid in a costume and it's like, oh, how cute, they're on their way to a costume party. But it's always comical to me to see everyone's response when they're not going to a party or a costume. And I offer two case in points. When the princess was smaller, she would just get up, and we live in Chicago, um, and put on a gown. And that is what she wore for the day. One particular day, she put on, I want to say it was Cinderella's gown. She put on, hey, we got to get ready for the day. Go get dressed. She runs into her room, which is all things girl at the time. Um, sparkly, lit, frilly, you know. She ran to her closet, grabbed her Cinderella gown, and put it on. She brushed her teeth. She got ready, and she came out. Her dad and I are getting dressed, and we come out, and we look. And he looks at me, I look at him, and we look at her. This is just some random September day, and she's in full princess regalia. Cinderella's gown on, somebody's crown, and a pair of shoes, and she's ready to walk out the door. And her dad just looked at me, and I asked him, why are you looking at me? He says, aren't you going to say something? My response was, about what? And he paused. We looked at her and she's looking up at us with those beautiful doe eyes. She's in a costume. So she has on clothes. You're going to let her walk out like that? I said, um, let me check the weather. So I went to check the weather and it was particularly cold that day. Said, um, princess, it is cold outside. So you're going to need to put on uh, a sweater, uh, some tights, and some boots or something because you're going to be cold in that and get your coat and let's go. And she skipped off to her room to do just that. And her dad looked at me and says, you're just going to let her walk out in the gown? I said, it's clothes. The most important part of her is covered. 
wasn't weather appropriate, we fixed that. If that's what she wants to wear, I don't care. Let's go. And off into the world we went. It is fascinating to watch adults respond to a child in costume outside of Halloween. Everyone stopped and was like, oh my gosh, did you have a costume party to go to today? And she looked them square in the eye and said, no. And there was a pause, always. And they looked back at us and I looked at them and then they would ask, well, why are you in costume? Why are you dressed like a princess? And she had the best comeback. She looked this one particular person straight in the eye and said, because I am a princess. This is where a Kanye shrug or Elmo shrug would come in pretty amazingly. It was just like, how can you argue with that? She identifies as a princess. For whatever reason, she really took to that as her imaginary play, and I was perfectly fine with it. Now, looking back and analyzing princess culture a little more, the old classics, not versus the new ones, I can see where we have gender inequality, servitude, men are more powerful, finding your voice only with a man as an issue. But at the time, she wasn't old enough, nor did she really identify with that. She loved the gowns and being considered air quote pretty and the magic of being a princess. So we were perfectly fine with it. But everyone was so perplexed by the fact that we allowed her to dress in costume. So it had me thinking, well, what exactly is a costume? It's clothing for play. Keyword clothing. So why is there a problem with her wearing it? And that scene repeated itself multiple times and her response was always the same. Now we fast forward, Max is seven years younger than his sister. I, I really wasn't prepared for boy imaginary play outside of the house because their cos boy costumes are way more involved. They're onesies for lack of better words. They have to step into them, snap them on, and stuff is hanging from them, and they come with masks and thread, shred stuff. Just was a whole lot. But it almost true to form in nature, here we are again. The last two weeks, Max has been in full costume regalia, namely his Spider-Man costume, um, the Tom Holland Spider-Man. He does like Into the Spider-Verse Spider-Man, but the costume isn't as cool and he has to find an all black one. But the Tom Holland Spider-Man one has webs that come underneath the arms and it's got, he can get the web shooters to go with it. I'm ready. He gets up, puts on the clothes that were laid out for him because unlike his sister, he does not want to pick out his own clothes. It's just, give me two options. I'll pick from the two options, but you can lay them out. That's what I want. Hey, whatever makes the morning easier. So his clothes are laid out. He's fully dressed, and then after he's brushed his teeth and eaten and we're getting, he runs back upstairs, grabs his Spider-Man costume, jumps in it, snaps it on. All right, I'm ready to go. And now his dad and I are having that look again. It's almost like deja vu. And he looks at his dad and his dad says, is that what you're going to wear? He goes, Max didn't even say anything. He just gave him a one head nod. Yup. 
I'm fix it. All right, let's go. And they were just running to go get some food or whatever, so it wasn't a big deal. But I think Max was shocked at the fact he didn't have to change clothes. I don't know why. We're parents that don't care about those kind of things. Long as your clothing isn't offending anyone or inappropriate for the setting, I say go for it. Now we fast forward to a day where he's hanging out with mom for the whole day. Dad is left for work. We have to go to a meeting. I have a, a group meeting I have to go to. Hey, Max, your clothes are laid out. Let's get dressed. Let's go. Got all his clothes out. Then into Spider-Man. And I said, all right, we have to, we have to leave the house today. He's like, uh-huh. Can I wear it? I said, sure. I don't care. You need to put some shoes on. We're walking out the door. Wait, mom, didn't you say we have a meeting to go to? Yes, I have a meeting to go to, and I'm going to be late if you don't put your shoes on. Do I need to take off my costume? Uh, son, do you want to take off your costume? Uh, no, I don't have to. No, you don't. So out the door we go. I put a hat on your head. It's 45 degrees outside. He puts his hat on. He's got his jacket on and Spider-Man is walking out the door. Everywhere we went. Oh, left the Halloween party. Max, nope. And he keeps on strutting. And I get the weirdest judgy looks. I find them comical and quizzical simultaneously. He's seven. Why wouldn't he want to be in costume? No, it doesn't have to be a party to be in costume. He's just living his best life. So we went to the meeting and the ladies were like, oh, hey, Max, uh, did you have a party to go to? Nope. So you just felt like dressing like Spider-Man? They were like, and he said, yep. And they said, okay, cool. And we went on about our day. And he found so much freedom and joy in that. He did his work. I did my work. And he was just happy in his costume. Then comes Max being Max. Hey, mom. Yes, son. So you don't care if I wear a costume outside of the house? Not really. So I can wear a costume anytime? Uh, not anytime. Well, what do you mean? Well, babe, there are certain situations where costumes are not appropriate. You know, if you're going somewhere formal or somewhere very important where they have a dress code or a certain type of clothing is expected, then no, wearing Spider-Man is not acceptable. Um, but as far as what you wear, as long as your privates are covered um, and it's weather appropriate, I don't care. I bet you wouldn't let me wear it to school. Said if it doesn't bother Miss Serena and Miss Lauren, it doesn't bother me. Really? Said obviously you can't wear mask, but if your clothing, if your clothing for the day is a Spider-Man costume and it's not going to be distracting to your peers, have a wonderful day and learn something. Oh wow, mom, can you text him and see if it's okay if I can wear a costume? <laughs> he was so excited and I think he found a sense of freedom. I told him, Max, it's just like your graphic t-shirts. It's just the way you're expressing yourself. Mom really doesn't care at the end of the day, long as you're weather appropriate and appropriate for the situation, which means you're not going to be distracting and or offensive to the place. So you can't really, you know, if you're going to church or wedding, you really shouldn't show up in Spider-Man. But if you kind of so feel that's what you need to wear that day, contact the people that are running it and see how they feel about it. 
If they say no, respect it and move on and put your costume on later. He was so happy. He says, mom, we've got to get some more costumes in the closet. And I think that's the way it should be. Halloween has just become the only day our children really get to wear a costume. And I find that so sad unless they're going to a costume party, usually around Halloween or Halloween day or the day of the dead. Some, some cultures celebrate the day after. Most of our children don't get the opportunity to truly dress up an imaginary play. And I challenge all of us to, to flip that on its head. Put costumes in there. I remember as a kid putting on, even though it wasn't, you know, princess gear, I dressed up in my mom's shoes and my granny's wigs and jewelry, and I pretended to be everything and anything. This is one of those times where they get to unplug from the TV and from technology and let their brains and their imagination just take over. So while this is a fun and feel good story, it's also a challenge. I challenge every last parent in there to just throw some fun dress up stuff in your kid's closet and let them have at it and watch all the joy and fun that they will have and that it will bring you. That's it for our Dressed for Success stories for today. I'll be right back with our Bonding with the Book segment. This week in Bonding with the Book, I am offering this beautiful new release book called Sui. I hope I'm saying it right. It's S-U-L-W-E by Lupita Nyong'o, illustrated by Vashti Harrison. This book basically came from a speech that Lupita gave right around the time she was nominated for an Oscar about the harassment and things that she encountered as a little girl of a darker hue. And that speech went viral and she, she made it at the Essence Women in Hollywood and it sparked the need for a children's book to truly address this. Now, being a young lady of a darker hue, I have experienced this as well. Um, you hear backhanded comments like you're pretty for a dark girl or you only see people of a certain hair texture or a skin hue that were celebrated. And in this book, it's a little girl who notices everyone around her and how she is different, being darker and not feeling beautiful, praying to look like them and just not feeling worthy. And I, I truly remember this feeling. And even as an adult, you sometimes struggle with it. But I think... One of the reasons I have the bonding with the book segment is because I really believe literature can change the way we view things. And in this book, this little girl, it is explained to her how night and day, dark and light are sisters and they can't live without each other. And the beauty of the illustrations and the richness of the story, and trust me, my summary does it no justice. Um, I get teary-eyed thinking about it because I bought the book for myself, but of course I'll be reading it to Max and gifting it to little girls and boys that need to remember 
that it's not what our color looks like that makes us beautiful, but we're all beautiful inside and we're all beautiful on the outside. We're just different. Um, so I was thinking, how does this apply to people that are not of a darker hue, especially and not knowing it? And it made me realize that you don't have to teach tolerance if you just make acceptance of people who, of who they are and how they are the norm. If we read stories that explain that some of us are different colors and why these are this way, like the color of us, you don't have to teach that dark skin is beauty. They know that. You don't have to teach that mom can be the color of butterscotch and dad can be the color of vanilla and you can be the color of cocoa and we are all beautiful and we're all a family. If we read these stories and normalize them they don't become an acceptance things, they just become the norm. So with that said, I am offering Sulwi this beautiful book. I mean, it is the pictures are so beautiful. And Vashti also illustrated Hair Love, which was one of our earlier stories uh, that we used in bonding with the book. But I challenge all of us to take the time and read it, whether we are white, Latin, gay, straight, black, whatever. I think these are the type of stories we need to be reading to our children and reading to them early so that they don't have to learn to accept people they already know because it is their norm. So I offer Sulwi by Lupita Inyango and illustrated by Vashti Harrison as our bonding with a book read for the week. Finally, in one of my favorite segments, which is our parenting toolbox segment, I am offering a free 99, yes I said it, cost you nothing, your coffee budget stays intact, online resource that can be downloaded to any device uh, to help your children with math and science. That is da, 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 Khan Academy, that is spelled K-H-A-N Academy. Khan Academy started as an online math resource that was the brainchild of Mr. Khan. He was a finance guru that had a little cousin that was truly struggling in math. And he recorded videos and emailed it to her to help her increase her math grade. Well, that small act turned into what is now Khan Academy, the online free, 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 math and science resource. He has on this website math from early, early, I wanna say it's preschool or kindergarten, all the way up through college, I'm including calculus. I'm gonna actually look online right now to make sure I am not incorrect because I just looked at it not too long ago. But Khan Academy allows you to go in and your child can work on any of these free online practice um, and lessons. If there are things that they're learning at school that you do not know, you can go on Khan and get it. If you're like Chicago right now, Chicago's teachers on strike. What do you do? You don't know all of these things. I don't know what to do. 
Khan has math from early math preschool all the way to high school math. That includes algebra two, trigonometry, pre-cal statistics and probability, AP calculus AB, AP calculus BC, AP statistics, and these are all free. They also have science and engineering, which includes physics, chemistry, biology, health and medicine, and electrical engineering. I'm on the site right now. It also has U.S. history. It has arts and humanities. So you have history, U.S. history, world history, government and civics, art history, grammar, and storytelling, plus economics and finance and computer. They have and test prep, ACT and LSAT, Praxis, MCAT, GMAT, all of those are right at your fingertips and free. What does it, what do you need to do in order to um, have a con account? You legit just sign up. You can sign up with your Facebook account. You can sign up with a Gmail, a Hotmail, a Yahoo Mail. I don't know who still uses Hotmail. You might, um, AOL, whatever. You just need a functioning email account. How do they make their money? At the end of the year during the holiday season, they ask you to donate. That's it. I donate 50 bucks every year because I know I use it. Um, I really think that Khan is a wonderful resource. Even if you don't use it constantly, the fact that if you find a problem with your kid in one of those subjects and you don't quite understand it, you can send them to that and they can just work on that or you can use it as supplement to kind of track or have additional practice on the go for skills they're struggling in or skills you just want to make sure that they have a really strong foundation in. So that is my parenting toolbox, free 99 coffee budget still in place. Plus the holidays are coming up so you can save that coin. That is my suggestion to help your little ones achieve just a little bit more. And for those that are in Chicago with the teacher striking, this would be a wonderful way for them to keep up their math and their English language art skills because you can use the humanities and history to double as both history and English language arts. So that's what I have for you, Khan Academy, free 99, a wonderful research for academic support and enrichment. Well, that's what I have for you this week. I really hope that you're encouraging your kids to dress up and play and not just on Halloween. Let them put on whatever and express themselves because one of the ways we discover who we are is by playing in, in different shoes and clothes and air quote skin, um, not as far as coloring our skin, but trying on Batman and trying on mom and trying on dad and trying on all these different things, I think they help us inform who we are. Because while we may not want to physically be those people, we want some of those characteristics. And I think through imaginary play, our kids are trying those characteristics and those skills on and we should encourage it. It's part of being a kid and I think it's one of the best parts of being a kid. I hope that your little ones, if you do do Halloween, I would love it if you would tag us in your photos. I want to see all of the awesomeness and all of the cute costumes. Unfortunately, we've grown out of 
mom's cool costume choices. No longer can we do family-themed costumes. Max is going to be Hiccup this year from How to Train Your Dragon, year three. What is it? Hidden World uh, movie three. I guess that would be, I don't know what book number he read the whole series. I'll have to ask. But um, yeah, I hope everyone has an amazing week. Please let me know how I'm doing. Rate, review, DM, email me. Let me know what you think of the show. I don't, I sometimes feel like I'm talking into the ethosphere, but I want to know what you need. What do you need help with? What am I doing well? What really sucks? Um, let me know. You can rate and review on iTunes, Google, all of your platforms. You can email me at slightlyaboveaverageparenting at gmail.com. You can DM me on either Facebook, Instagram. Um, just let me know what you think. And I'm still looking for parent storytellers. Let me know. I'm finalizing the schedule this week so I can sit down, bring the mic, and talk to a couple people that are in Chicago, but also set up phone interviews so I can talk to you um, and record you that way. Anyway, I hope everyone has an amazing week. Um, take care of each other. This time of year is really hard for a lot of us for various reasons, and I think if we can collectively send goodwill and support and love towards each other it makes these harder times a lot easier so be good to yourselves and be good to each other i'll talk to you next week